0: Did I tell you guys that recently one particular fragment of my reality was shattered?
1: Mm, that sounds ominous. No. What happened?
0: Um, well, uh, I tend to sing in the shower. Okay. Um,
1: Me like, too.
0: And there's two, there's two parts to this story. Okay. Uh, I, I tend to sing in the shower shower, but I tend to so while my roommate wasn't around, uh, I was working on my Dave Matthews impression. Okay. Like you do. Yeah,
1: yeah, as anyone would.
0: So uh
2: if I were a man, so so I, I, I'd try to
0: so I well while I the apartment was empty, I was just going full blast. Uh he wakes up in the morning <laughs> God damn it! Um, so, the first part of that story is that it turns out Greg was totally home. Oh
1: boy! <laughs> and
0: so I avoided eye contact with him for like the next week. Um, and the second part of that story is I've been singing a line in that song incorrectly. Oh. By the way, the only reason I do an impression of that song specifically is because it's the only Dave Matthews song. But uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the song like the ants go marching or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there's a it's either the chorus or the bridge to the chorus. Uh, the lines are take these chances and I found out the actual line is place them in a box until a quieter time. What I assumed the, the lyrics were, were, and I have to sing it in the voice for it to make sense, Okay. because if you go listen to this song, it's the only way you will hear it. Mm-hmm. Take these chances, make some biddly, pop some tiddly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, was me saying, take some biddly, pop some tiddly. <laughs>
1: Take some Bentley, pop some
0: tiddly.
2: (laughs) I think that sounds ten times better.
1: Alan, I think your version is the new best version. Yeah. I'm in love. Perfect. Oh, my God. And I found out the correct
0: lyrics, and there was a moment where, like, the obvious real answer was in front of me. And I just refuse to accept it. <laughs> that
2: isn't that like part of the five stages of uh, of
1: grief. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> the five stages of Dave Matthews Band. Stage one, <laughs> listening. Stage two, getting. Stage the one. Stage one bitterly. Stage two Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> some pop, some
2: <laughs>
1: Oh God. Okay, yeah. David,
2: David, I would ask, would that be your new song? But then I realized, no, that's Alan's new song.
1: <laughs> no, Alan, you 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 own that one. You own it forever. Copyright right. it. Parody it. Get a gold record. Become Weird Al. Wh- whatever you gotta do. I love it. A plus. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Well, no more biddly or tiddly. We're going to get right down to the brass tacks of this episode where eyes lock, hands clench, and trembling lips meet. It's love pasta. Welcome to to Undercooked Analysis. Were you trying to
2: do the love boat there?
1: Maybe... (laughs)
2: <laughs> the love pasta, the
0: love pasta. You want, and just so everyone knows, I'm very tired. So tired, in fact, I just got lot, briefly lost in the thought of whether or not my voice was on par enough to really nail that Dave Matthews impression for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'd say that was the best Dave Matthews impression I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I I, I had to do a double take like if I had been drinking water there would have been a spit take I would be like holy shit Dave Matthews how did he get here
2: so the reason why we're doing uh the love pastas today is because it's Davidson my three-year anniversary
1: why do we sound like we're on different microphones though we're supposed to be together for a three-year anniversary because fuck you (laughs) But yes, uh, as you are listening to this, uh, Kayla and I are off having an adventure of some sort. Uh, So uh, hopefully you get a kick out of that as we're getting a kick out of each other. Kayla? Mm,
2: It's
1: been... been... (laughs) Kayla, (laughs) I'll get sentimental at the end. How about?
0: Deal. Um, And I'll still awkwardly be here.
2: Alan gets to join us because he is basically yeah, like a a,
0: guru. I'm in I'm in a long distance relationship, everybody. So, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's important it's important to give me attention to on days like this. Apparently,
1: mm-hmm. just you know. You know, we we understand you you need to you know keep this keep up this delusion. I mean, everybody knows there's no such thing as Canada. So
0: eating That's- hungry man dinners and sleeping alone, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's why Beth doesn't exist, and neither does uh, uh, uh what's his name? Nick the Jewel. Devil.
1: Nick. Thank Jewel. you. My Devil. Right. Uh, neither does. The Elsabet. <laughs> <laughs> Asmodeus. Um, I will say neither does uh, BioWare, which would be kind of sad, unless you're not keen on Andromeda, in which case. Okay, cool. I haven't played it yet, so I don't know.
0: They released They released a patch they, uh, which fixed... I don't know how it took them this long. They released a patch that like makes the eyes more realistic and less like robot dead eyes that you have to <laughs> stare into while you're talking to them.
1: That's good, because every time I would see the lead Protag's face and look into her, her cold, dead eyes, I'd be like, why does she, her head look like a beach ball? <sighs> but, we're not here to talk about the fictional land of Canada. <laughs> We're, sorry, Canada, we actually love you. We just know you don't actually exist. It's too idealic to be real. Um, we want to talk about the winners of our Love Pasta Challenge, which was posted on February 14th this year, a good way to start Valentine's Day. So if you missed out on that, I'm sorry, but the challenge was, uh, and actually Kayla was the one who instigated this challenge, so why don't you fill the gang in on the details of that challenge, That the hurdles that they had to be uh overcoming the
2: challenge had to be um uh you can tell i'm tired as well fuck uh uh the challenge was to write a love gone wrong creepypasta basically um ways that love uh takes a more hideous form and it had to be anywhere from 200 to 690 words. And boy, did I get complaints about how short that word limit was.
0: <laughs>
2: so, but like, that's it? That's I think, it?
0: I'm pretty sure the Santa one was shorter. And yeah, people it bitched was. a lot. People bitched a lot. <laughs> Understandable.
1: But-, so,
2: but we got a lot of good... Um, Writer, writing in and it props to you guys. You you bitched about the the word limit and yet you still managed to accomplish it.
1: You've done it again, everybody. We're we're impressed by what you sent us. Now you're probably wondering, hey David, Alan, Kayla, where's that other guy? Well, he couldn't be here tonight because he's a loser.
0: Dave Matthews? No, he's here.
1: Oh, Dave Matthews, <laughs> hey, I'm glad you could make it.
2: So, uh.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody!
2: <laughs> Dead Palette decided to bow out gracefully in terms of the voting, but has. He doesn't agreed. really understand
1: what love is. He wants you to show him, bro.
2: D- um. Despite the fact he's been. Actually, uh, his anniversary is our half year anniversary. So, technically, Chelsea and. Brandon will have been together for eight and a half years
1: wow. the same day
2: we have our three year anniversary well,
1: congratulations you two
2: but um, he has agreed uh, so we have uh, made a couple of choices so we have two awards um, one is Alan, or hmm.
1: one is one is, an, uh, one is an honor we have two honorable mentions they're, they're super special awards this time because we can do that and we have our third, second, and first place winners. And Since the stories are so short, we're going to cover all of this in one episode, much like when we did Santa Pasta. But um, but
2: but we also have uh, two stories that either Dead Palette or Alan will read on the respective channels, which we will announce after uh, before the first place winner.
1: Yes. So, but before we do before we do that, and before we really get talking about some of the honorable mentions and uh, some of the stories we liked. Uh, let's get to the let's get to our first uh, honorable mention award, and this one goes to uh, to Alan. Yes, uh, I chose a very
0: I chose a specific story, and if it's all right with the hosts, uh, I'm going to announce the name of the award after I read the story. Okay.
2: Okay, so this story was actually untitled.
0: We, uh, a... uh,
2: I, I don't want to. I don't want to give what we gave the title yet.
0: Yes, I, I was going to say afterwards uh, the very specific title I gave this in my notes. Okay.
2: <laughs> but uh, the writer of this story goes to P. Fruity.
0: I swear to God if it's Slime Beast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, uh, you, I'll let Alan read the whole thing.
0: I, I have, like, I have, like, legit, like, a little anxiety that we're going to give Slime Beast a major award again.
1: <laughs> this is not a, well, this is, this is an honor, honorarium, it's not a placement, necessarily, okay. but, you, uh, I mean, if we want to talk about where this, where this uh, came in our ranking, Alan, wasn't this your, like, second, your personal second place story?
0: This was my personal second place story. All right. And here we go with the tall glasses and bottle set aside. It felt like the fluid had drained to my loins. If the caress of his fingers on my cheek were a breeze of the curtains, then his entry was a pound at the door. I squirmed, bringing my back to a sharp arch. I felt his girth bend to the contours of my contorting walls. That's when I heard the snap. So, uh, this is in my notes, as the one-paragraph broke-dick story.
2: (laughs) David and I have just been calling it, oh, broke-dick?
1: We've just been calling it broke-dick the entire time.
2: Which is funny for anybody who's ever seen, uh, the movie, uh, The New Guy.
0: Uh. But, this gets an award. Because I like this story because it's so short and so effective in its given length. So I'm ha- giving it this hat. You said length. Uh, I did. <laughs> so, and this is not meant to detract from the story at all, the title I came up with. Uh, this gets the Alan Cheney Minimal Effort Award, or the ACME Award. <laughs> That's what we it.
1: Hey, if you have, honestly um, what, the way I was rating the stories and the Acme Award is very apt for this because the way I rate stories is, is kind of different but I, I will say this this got the only truly unique thing where I rated the story ouch plus
0: <laughs>
1: because if you have a ding dong, this is a, a primal fear that you have I
2: actually winced when I read this, I was like oh, oh honey like I actually felt <laughs>
1: You're you're like oh well I could at least everything that's probably hurts like a bitch um, and meanwhile Al and I are <laughs> here just like eh. I uh
0: I that's
1: hate to point I this out I it. hate to
0: point this out but do you remember the pact we made that uh, uh we would end the podcast in its entirety if you use the phrase if you have a ding dong? <laughs> <laughs> do, do we have that? Sure, that was a real thing. Okay,
1: <laughs> it must have been drunk or high or not either of those things because I never am. I have amnesia. Hi. Who am I?
0: He doesn't have an amnesia. 420 plays it. Um, Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) We are recording this literally the night before. Not 420, but you know what I mean.
0: And I'd like to stress that I am actually just very tired.
2: He's not... Surprisingly, none of us are high right now.
1: Yeah, we're failing at 420, you guys. Like, we're pathetic. Okay, so...
2: So, uh... the the next uh, so the next honorary award um, this actually is a award that David and I because uh, we discussed the story together and we both agreed that we both really like this story I would say this was like my fourth choice
1: this was my this was my third place uh, winner on my personal list
2: so, um, so
1: we
2: this... dig- sorry. Go ahead,
1: sweetie. Okay, I was going to say, we negotiated and decided this would be our couple's choice for an honorable mention.
2: Which is kind of funny regarding the subject matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, okay, so uh, do we want to just dive right into it? Who wrote this one?
2: Uh, The story is called Elmwood, and it's by Hello There, or Jethro Reading.
1: Oh, okay, Uh, cool.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, um, Hello There, a.k.a. Jethro Reading, Uh, here we go. I knew that it was going to be hard to find a good place to spend Valentine's Day in the South.
2: I'd prepared for the homophobia when I moved to Mississippi to be with my long-term boyfriend, but I was surprised at how often I'd go somewhere with him and, at best, feel immediately unwanted and, at worst, be shouted at and told to leave. When it got to Valentine's, though, we decided that enough was enough and we decided to go somewhere we felt safe, accepted, and had that crucial romantic uh, mid-February February feel, wow. So we drove up with the I-55 and hopped over the border into Tennessee, where we hit up the pumping station, which proudly proclaimed itself as Memphis' number one gay bar. I want
1: to take you to a gay bar.
0: I was, it was I was about there. <sighs> I
1: beat you to it just by a hair, but that just does not show that we're still on the same wavelength.
0: <laughs>
2: I swear to God. Are, uh... are, are you sure this the couple's choice doesn't belong to you and Alan, David?
0: Uh, you know, one of my favorite bar in Kansas City is a drag bar. Is it?
2: I do not doubt that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh shout out to Missy Bees in Kansas City. Great place.
1: Hey, we'll check it out I, uh, someday if we can. I, I,
0: I did I did karaoke there. Uh I was wearing my Joey Ryan King of Dong style t shirt and saying <laughs> enormous <laughs> penis.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, I wanna do this. If we go uh, to Kansas City to visit Alan, we have to do this.
1: Oh, and you know, Alan, you and I gotta gotta do Enormous Penis, but I have to do the doo-wop parts in the background.
0: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> do it properly. Um, uh, it was colder. No, the food. Oh, yep. I'm here. Sure. Still here. The food was all right. Standard bar fare of greasy fries and charred-to-perfection steak. The drinks were very cheap and very alcoholic, and by the time we staggered out at closing time, both of us were drunk.
1: Sounds like a good night. It was colder than I'd anticipated, and I shivered a little as we paced slowly and comfortably down the empty roads, passing between pools of sodium orange light. Ever the gentleman... Theo, my boyfriend, offered me his jacket, which I gratefully accepted.
2: Aww. (laughs) (laughs) I think we intended to get lost that night. I knew where the car was, although neither of us could even consider driving in that state. And I had the local taxi company's number ready to go. In that moment, though, such concerns were far from my mind. I was simply happy to walk side by side with him, quiet and in love and hidden from the world. The few others we did see were, like us, in silent adoration with a partner, even if it was technically the early more- hours of February 15th. The ghost of St. Valentine was very much with the people of Memphis.
1: I really I, love this paragraph.
2: I do, too. It's just so sweet and so, like, uh, like I get that feeling.
0: So they could say that they're walking in Memphis? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, at least they're not trying to find Marie, you know, in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. This uh, is my episode of Dumb Music Jokes, everybody. Um, why not? Was, I mean, you started hey. with the Dave Matthews joke, so why not?
2: Actually, the one cool thing that got revealed today was the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack list. And I was like, yeah. mm, this list so- is Awesome.
0: I'm so happy about it because I have a very good friend named Brandy who hates that song.
1: <laughs> "Brandy, you're a fine girl."
0: She what hates it so girl? much,
1: and now it's and now it's
0: back and now it's back in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I was
1: like thinking like I can barely remember some of the lyrics, but like you know when it gets really quiet when they're not doing the chorus, I just sound it always sounded to me like I'm <laughs>
0: I'd, I'd feel bad if she didn't constantly bring up that fucking YouTube video with the animals going, "Alan." Uh, well, oh well, yeah. I hate that. Shit. I hate that shit. Uh, no,
2: yeah. the one song I'm excited about is uh, you, you Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> Mr.
1: And Blue- David,
2: it, yeah.
1: Mr. Goo Blue Sky always reminds me of your ringtone, though.
2: I know. I was just gonna say it, say that. So my ringtone used to be Mr. Blue Sky. But for some reason, it started with the clang, 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 Mr. Bluest. It, <laughs>
1: it was always really jarring when, like, she'd be around and, like, I'd be sleeping or something and all of a sudden, bang, clang, clang, clang. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, surrender by treat, Cheap Trick is the one I'm most excited about. Anyway. Um, yes. We walked for a little while sharing a comfortable silence, communicating with our eyes only until we got to the edge of a dark, lonely park. The wrought-iron gate in the low stone wall hung open, a gaping mouth that tempted us in. Theo suggested we go in there and do what two guys do in parks at night. Skiggity. And I suppose the four martinis I drunk swayed my judgment. Hand in hand, we stepped onto the gravel path that wound through trees and shrubs and finding a bush to conceal us, He dropped to his knees and got to work on me.
1: Oh, he's tying his shoes. That's what you guys do in a park at night, right?
0: Yeah. Fix the zipper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it works out. A couple of minutes in, I began to smell this smell, kind of like the sea. I tried to dismiss it, but it was pretty rank, and I began to gag for reasons other than I'd expected. It went away soon enough.
2: We began getting into the swing of things again, but it struck again soon after bad enough that I lost any arousal I had. Well, that sucks. Theo stopped and stood up, and I physically recoiled from the smell. I staggered backwards a little, and my hand came to rest on some masonry covered with rough, dry lichen. I, I, lichen? How do you Lichen. Pronounce it? Lichen. Uh,
0: lichen. Thrill.
2: Lichen. I suddenly realized that it wasn't a smell of the sea. This was rock. Rushing water. Dead things drying on the bank. The smell of the river.
0: I saw something (laughs) and shrieked! Theo jumped so hard that if he'd still been doing what we were doing, I have no doubt that he'd have orally castrated me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Stumbling across a street lit gravel path was a figure female. was a figure. Female, judging by the long, dirty hair and grotesque breasts. It was a shambling perversion of a human that dragged its amorphous, flabby body off into the shadow. I freaked out at that point and used my phone's light to try and find my clothes and get the hell out of there. My torch picked up text on the stone. Marianne Loudon. February 14th, 1839 to April 27th, 1865. Lost aboard the steamboat Sultana.
1: Dun dun dun! I don't know what that thing was that we saw that night. Whether it was related to Mary Ann, anyone, Mary Ann, anyone else. There is one thing that I learned that night, though.
2: There are no parks near the pumping station. Theo and I were in the Elmwood Cemetery. <laughs> Um, I think what I, re- it's definitely not scary, but what I think what I like about it is that it does portray a realistic per- picture of, uh, a couple in love.
1: I would like that idea of walking down a road at night. I actually kind of like the, any, you know, the, the part of me that likes gothic fiction likes the ooky spooky part where there's, they saw something that might've been the ghost or the corpse or something of a drowned woman in the cemetery, but it's never, it's never uh, it's not overdone.
0: The thing that confuses me is I thought Marianne was on the minnow when it crashed.
1: Oh, well, you know... They got (laughs) off that island. You know, eventually. Because the professor built a plane out of coconuts and bamboo.
2: And I eventually met her, so... The professor made a
0: toaster out of coconuts?
1: What? (laughs) Why?
2: actually didn't meet the actress who played Marianne. She's a sweetheart.
1: That's pretty cool. cool. Uh, Yay! This Marianne, well, apparently, no, they they clearly got the wrong they clearly got the wrong Marianne though.
0: Everyone, everyone out there digging these super topical Gilligan's Island jokes.
1: <laughs> da 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 da. Hey, Gilligan's Island will always be relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was about to say that as soon as I read this story, I knew David would like it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I know you're a sucker for a ghost story.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. Like this is this I feel like this is a story for me. Except I don't know why there's a couple of gay dudes in it, but I'm okay with that too. I, so.
0: I think you know why. <laughs> Alan, you're <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, let's get to our top three now.
1: Alright, top three. So Ellenwood, you're great you get an honorable mention couple's choice award, but not a placement award. I'm sorry. Although you'll always be third place in my heart. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so nice. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, what other, what other sultry stories do we have on our list? Kayla?
2: So the third place winner goes to memory memory lapse by Beth Morton.
0: Ooh, Beth. <laughs> I didn't know Beth wrote this. Um, this is third place in the contest. Uh, it was my number one, and I don't think either of you picked it. <laughs>
2: no. no,
1: but doesn't mean we didn't like it.
2: No, we genuinely did. That it was like among like our honorary choices.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, I have to go back to that Discord to talk to you guys. Um, to, to you know all the people listening that are in the Discord. I, I know you contributed stories, and I was one of the voters. To I spooky.com. liked a lot of these. I liked a lot of these stories a lot. Please. Please don't be sad at me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> it's
1: okay, Alan. They can be sad at us, too. It's true. In fact, you should be sad at us mostly because Alan had... The, the reason Memory lapses is, is up here on the list uh, is because Alan picked it as his, his number one, his personal favorite. So, that's a that's a huge. I just
0: I just remember after the last contest, I had to avoid the Discord a little bit. Did you? Not. Uh, just sort of. No one. No one was like pushy or mean or anything.
1: Am I gonna have to uh, choke a bitch?
0: <laughs> but it was just sort of like, oh, guess my story wasn't good enough, and oh. I was like.
1: Oh god damn it. <laughs> Come on you so and sos. If your story got in here and we read it, we enjoyed it. Everybody who contributed contributed something awesome, like legitimately.
2: Like it, it still baffles me like how every single story is like good and it was like, "Well, fuck. I don't It was still a very tough decision. You all I...
1: make our you all make this very hard. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks guys. We actually have to dedicate time and energy to picking a good story. Like what we normally do. Stop being so competent.
2: (laughs) Ever since I was a child, I just want this.
1: I just
0: want this to keep devolving to just like, hey, fuck you, people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
2: I'm gonna get started on the story. Okay, ever since I was a child, escalate this. Damn it, David.
1: I'm still here. You can start.
2: Uh, Fine. Ever since I was a child, I've had problem remembering things.
0: Uh, I don't mean the typical left your keys at home, didn't write your paper last night. I had, had your mother come home to find the meat still in the freezer, kind of forget. I mean, I'll lose moments of my life completely. I'll sometimes wait on being served at a restaurant, only to find my food arriving with no memory of even ordering anything. Entire conversations have been lost to this fault, and I have no way of predicting or controlling it. It's entirely seamless, and from what I can tell, I don't act out of character during these lapses.
1: Hmm. It's something I've come to accept as normal, and I've learned to trust my decisions during them. I can usually pick up the pieces from where I was left off, from where I was left off. Okay, keep that in mind. I'm re- rereading this again. I have to remember that detail. Like, oh, I have to trust that whatever I was doing at this time was the right thing.
2: It was after one of these moments that I came to my senses to see a very disturbing sight.
1: It was, a, it was an airplane made out of coconuts and... You know, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Alan.
0: With her, with her bare skin pimpled with goose flesh and the soft hills of her breasts reaching hard, erect peaks, she lay bound and gagged. Though she was set against the familiar sheets of my own bed... Her discomfort was a stark contrast. She squirmed against her restraints, only pulling them tighter still. I could tell she was not tied for long, but the skin under the top rope was already beginning to redden. Smoky, dark lines of makeup streaked wetly down her cheeks as she looked up at me. Her eyes darted from me to the closed door I blocked.
1: It didn't take long after noticing the steel utility knife on the nightstand that I began to piece things together. This is why I felt so inexplicably angry, so frustrated. I immediately was brought back to the overwhelmingly loud electronic pulse of the club. She thought the smoke and bright lights would hide her. Oh, but I saw. I saw the sultry, longing look in her eyes as she pulled him aside. The way her hips gyrated to the beat. The way she tugged at his collar, luring him closer still.
2: Tonight, this bitch was going to pay for what she did. It's such an awesome line.
0: Yeah. I never thought I would ever be capable of murder, but it was much easier than I thought it would be. Once she was cut, her spasms only lasted a few moments. Soon, she looked to me like nothing more than a twine-tied roast in a pool of its own juices.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I sat on the edge of the bed and wiped the sweat from my brow, my breath still heavy with exhilaration. After letting my adrenaline dissipate a little, I knew I had to take immediate action. A million thoughts raced through my head. Where to hide the body, how to clean the sheets, what to do with the blade.
1: Though it seemed the least important to me, the first thing I decided to tackle was disposing of her belongings. I scanned the room before finding a bra-topped pile of clothes in the corner. I picked them up in hopes of stuffing them into a bag and taking them somewhere to dump, when something slipped from one of the pockets. I picked it up off the floor, and after scanning it a few times over to make sure I was reading right, I felt my hand begin to shake and my legs give out from under me. I knew upon reading this that I was not—that it was not just the moments leading up to this that had slipped my mind.
2: From there at the top of my small card picturing a busty woman in plain black type was printed, Ruby Ravenous. Gentleman's escort, binding specialist.
0: Ooh, yeah, I like this story
1: a lot. Mwah, mwah. It's a spicy meatball. It's good. I like.
0: I like how quickly it describes. Um, it gets. Uh, it gets right to the point of describing uh, this person's. The, the memory lapse thing, how their memory works, and it feels very real. Mm-hmm. Um, the, ex, the explanation of it feels, you know, like, oh, this is something I have to deal with. Um, and it, it's, it's structured perfectly. The, the, the twist itself, I feel, it's, it's one of those stories where, uh, if it lost or gained a single detail, uh it would topple like a jingle, Jenga tower, but it, it's astoundingly structurally sound as a oh, story.
1: Definitely. Mhm. I was thinking to myself the moment where it like clicked and I realized what had happened, because I had to kind of piece it together in my head. This is me personally. I was like, wait a minute. He, there's confusion, and then I realized, and then the moment I made this realization, there was that bit from Clue, the movie, where Tim Curry stands up and goes, a double negative. And that was where the light clicked on in my head. I'm like, okay, he's having like a memory lapse on a memory lapse. So that's really satisfying. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh like This is one of
2: those stories you do have to read a couple of times to get the full effect.
1: Mm -hmm. Because
2: you have to be like, wait, what happened? What happened? But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. It's still it's still one of those like, wait, what? What?
1: It... I know why I didn't give this story why the story didn't get in my top three though. <laughs> I, I understand why now. Why? Like really earnestly. Because uh, it's not real. It was written from a fictional country by a fictional person. So.
0: <laughs> we love That'll
1: you, Beth. <laughs> we love you, Beth. Ruby Ravenous. Isn't that a great name, by the way? <laughs> that is a
2: sexy sexy name for an escort.
1: I'm gonna adopt that if I ever become a test score.
2: <laughs> no, no, you've already have your name. It's Divine Queen.
1: That's oh that's I, uh, I'm I, gonna uh, Divine Queen. I I do
0: a lot of performance in the Kansas City area and in the Kansas City area there is a rich history of burlesque performance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so there's like constantly burlesque shows going on on in town. So I know a lot of burlesque performers. I've done st- a lot of stand-up at burlesque shows, and it gets difficult keeping track of everyone's fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're uh, dollface, McGee, whatever. God damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dollface McGee, I felt like you you're putting our, our hobo names and our and our burlesque <laughs> names together.
2: If you were to have a burlesque name, Alan, what would it be?
0: Oh, uh, I I was testing out a comedic boylesque routine. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Yes.
0: And it was going to be a horrifying nerd bur- burlesque, and my name was going to be Ace Porkins.
1: Ace Porkins. Yes. Ha-ha. <laughs> Beautiful. I approve.
2: I, I, have no idea. Although, actually, you know that like what's your stripper name? It's like the first name of your, uh, or your pet, and then the first name of the street you lived on. Yeah. So I actually, mine is actually not too bad. Mine's.
0: My, I've done mine. Mine sounds like the name of a private detective of, of, from, like, a film noir.
2: Huh. Uh, mine is... Yeah. Sasha Channelview. Huh. Yeah.
1: I'm Rex Skylark.
2: And that is an awesome name. Damn it.
1: <laughs> Alan, you write a pulp... You write start writing those uh, Rex Skylark pulp novels right the fuck now. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: Alright, on Let's- to our... Let's, can we get to the second place?
1: You bet, yeah. Master Ceremonies.
2: Thank you. I have to keep this moving.
1: someone um, Someone's so... going gotta... <laughs> to keep the house rocking, and if the house is rocking, don't bother knocking.
2: Come on in. Uh, so our second place winner goes to Mat. Uh, Mata... I hope I pronounce this like... Mazapan. 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 Maz- Mazatlan? Mazatlan. Mazatlan. Written by Abysme.
1: Abysme. Oh.
2: So this was my first place.
1: Hello. Welcome
0: to homestyle 100. It's that com. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: stupid. Close the freaking door. <laughs> um...
2: so, so this was my first place. This, uh, story.
1: This is my second place story.
2: And um yeah, it was like we uh I thought it was really good.
1: Well, why, uh, don't, why don't we get right into it? All right. And then people can know why we thought it was really good.
2: The weeks leading up to my first college spring break were filled with simultaneous anxiety and anger, eagerness eagerness I had bust, Ingerness. I don't know what an inger is. Inglewood. Up to no good. (laughs) I had busted my ass at a part-time job the previous semester to save up for the flight and hotel.
1: The day before the flight, I started to pack my bags for the week-long tequila-filled bonanza all my frat brothers were telling me about. A lot of it was clear exaggeration. Rumors from previous fraternity residents and recycled Adam Sandler movie plots. Still... It had me more than excited. My ex had just recently left me, and while it wasn't an ugly breakup, I was struggling to cope with the aftermath. Mm. Know that feel?
0: The flight from Tucson to Mexico was a grueling four hours, but we made it to the Rio Emerald Hotel. Um, uh, the re- uh, stay at the Rio Emerald Hotel—it's a hadouken of a good time. <laughs> As opposed
1: to the Ken Emerald Hotel across the street. Funny
2: funny enough, one of the hotels that, um...
0: The Ken Emerald Hotel, basically the same as the one across the street, just somehow not as good.
2: (laughs) Now, uh, I know Alan can answer this well, but David, uh, as a California native, how many times have you gone to Mexico?
1: I've actually never been to Mexico.
2: What the... Why does nobody ever go to Mexico? I've been there, like, at least ten
1: times. Because you've been on cruises.
2: No, 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 this was, no, I, I actually driven there.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, I've, I've. it's weird, I've never been, and yet I've lived close to the border, like, my whole life, so...
2: I, I've only been on one cruise that went to Mexico. The, all the others were, like, I actually drove down, went past Tijuana, and then just, like, enjoyed... Staying in Mexico and enjoying the beach, and it was until I got older that I was like, ooh, I get to enjoy the beer and tequila.
1: Excellent. Um, oh, we, made way, I, I, we made it to the Rio Emerald. Go ahead.
0: made it to the Rio Emerald Hotel. Nightly noise violations, minor furniture damage, and lots of bar hopping was our ML, MO for five days straight.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a good time.
0: Mm-hmm
1: um i was gonna say i, I don't know if this guy whatever. this was my this was i think this was my first place pick yeah i think it, back, this was yeah my, this was my number this is my personal favorite this is my number one of the of the ones i picked so i just want to make that clear
2: on the second to last night we hit up arena caliente that wasn't the real name, more of a code word employed by the business owners to keep an air of secrecy and exclusivity. And more importantly, it kept the amount of tourists to a manageable and discreet level.
1: The club was well-equipped to entertain and deprive us of our dignity and money. Loud, thumping music with pulsating lights. A well stocked bar helmed by gorgeous, luscious, and very buxom women. One in particular locked eyes with me. Her hair was a soft yet striking black. Her eyes and smile were enticing and exotic. Her figure had all the right curves in all the important places.
2: Yiggity.
0: Sorry, I just realized my mic was muted.
2: (laughs) You having fun there, Alan?
0: Huh?
2: You having fun there, Alan?
0: Having fun accidentally clicking the mute mic button? Sure, sure am. (laughs) Uh, Accidentally clicking things is how I get right the fuck off.
1: Um <laughs> well you're in the right you're in the right atmosphere for it, what with this being a very sexy challenge and everything? I
0: hadn't known until that moment just how much my dry spell had left me slake with thirst. Memories of the breakup came flooding back. It wasn't due to boredom or conflict, but for our complete lack of sexual chemistry. I'm pretty vanilla and she wanted to push the satin envelope. I had spent the last few months in self-pity and embarrassment, questioning my adequacy as a lover. Maybe I should drop the sexy voice for this depressing paragraph.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about that. I'm like, ooh, he's making this kinky, and yet it's really
1: funny. Alan, you got to stop pushing the satin envelope for a second. It's about to fall off the table.
0: I did what every stupid asshole in a spring break movie does. I walked straight up to her and started ordering drinks.
2: After eight cervezas and three tequila shots, she asked if I'd like to get a private table with her. I asked about the cost and almost spit out my beer at the number. Then I remembered quickly that the exchange rate was in my favor, and those zeros were meaningless. After handing her the cash, she walked from the bar took my hand, and escorted me to a round couch with a small table in the middle. The table had already had liquor and mixers on it, from which she poured a drink for me. I hadn't noticed the curtain that could be pulled around the table to create a makeshift room, so it felt dreamlike when she drew it to give us some privacy. Ooh, this is gonna get kinky!
1: I was surprised when she sat on my lap, excited when we started kissing deeply, and shocked when she all but ripped my pants off. Maybe it was the booze or how horny I had been. Maybe it was just her. But before I knew it, I was half-naked in a club with little more than a bedsheet, hiding me in my one-night stand from a room of 200 people. She took me into her hands and did things I had all but forgotten. The sensation of. We caressed and fondled, biting and scratching with moans of lustful passion.
2: I think this is the time to use your sexy voice, Alan.
0: Before things could finish, she leaned in close, taking a sash from somewhere beneath her clothes and wrapped it around my eyes. I gladly obliged, happy to finally be pursuing my sexual destiny. Everything was dark and sensually wet. And then, it just went dark.
2: 24 hours invasive surgery and 55 stitches later, the blue cold cocaine was removed. I had my frat brothers to thank for saving me last minute in a back alley. I've never felt a more disturbing mixture of hatred and arousal at someone before. At the same time, I can't hate the succubus too much. I can only imagine how sex workers are punished south of the border.
1: That's a very chipper way for a very ah ending.
2: I I love this ending because I'm like reading. Actually, when I was reading, it, I was like, this is sexy, damn. And then it's just like a splash of cold water and I'm like, the fuck?
1: This is, um, much like Dick Park, this is another story that actually made me cringe. There's yeah. something about, like, the idea of the invasive surgery that just freaks me the fuck out. So that's why this one that was effective, in my opinion.
0: There is a, uh, story that was told on uh if anyone's familiar with the podcast you made it weird vaguely uh it's pete holmes podcast okay um he uh had patrick walsh on the show and patrick walsh told a story about uh a stripper in tijuana that is one of the funniest things i've ever heard in my life like, when, like, this episode gets posted on Twitter, I'm going to link link this story as a response, because it's 15 minutes long, and, yeah, the I... setup to that story is actually very similar to the setup to this story.
1: Oh, wow. I'd like to hear it. Me too. Uh, please tell me does it doesn't end, though, with uh, 55 stitches and a balloon full of cocaine.
0: No, but it does end in a way that will make you cringe, but also laugh your ass off.
1: Okay, that's good. Because <laughs> this one doesn't make me laugh my ass off. This is where you're like, oh, oh, oh. Hmm. Like, the, this is Get the best. out of me. But, I mean,
2: that's going to be, that's, a, like, the definition of a whiplash, but in, like, the best way possible.
1: Yeah, it was very satisfying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like this one a lot. Well done, me
2: Now, before we announce our first place winner, um... As I mentioned, we're gonna uh, Dead Palette and Alan will read these uh, stories that we both, all three of us, extremely liked, but it didn't make the third, the top three places. But we felt should be read at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that or so these two stories, two stories, are an anosmia by Mariana um, Maciel, which I. It's funny because once you realize what anosmia means and then read it again, it makes it a lot better, and it's the same with uh, this other story. Uh, Terciops by Prasicor.
1: Um, oh. You know what? I fucking called it. I was thinking to myself, this is a Prasicor story. Yeah, <laughs> It's a Prasicor story, because I had to look up the, the whole Terciops thing, too, the whole experiment that the story was
0: about. I, I, I knew about it going into the story, and uh... It was kind of a last minute decision that that one wasn't in my top three, because as much as I really, really enjoyed the story, uh, I don't feel like it works as a horror story entirely, but it's still really fucking good.
1: Yeah, oh, it's very good, and it has a fun twist if you don't know much about it, and I, I didn't going into it. So when when I went back a second time and realized it was based on a thing, I was like, wow, this is really cool and very clever and a very prassicore kind of story. <laughs>
2: And I'm gonna add a third one in because this uh the third was my third place choice, and that's uh Stacy's love Story. Mm. And that's written by Skillfully
1: Stacy's love story I also very much enjoyed. That one was up there in my uh in my top five.
2: I liked the twist at the end. I was like, okay, and it was really well written in that way. It was
1: well paced, it was well written. Twist at the end was good. Um, I don't want to say too much about it just in case one or both of you guys, uh, picked those one, uh, picked that one up, but, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, so I,
2: I would say those three are basically like our honorary mentions, but they will be read by either on dead palace channel or Alan's channel.
0: No, I, I, I call dibs on the dolphin one.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: all of course
2: on Tersiops?
0: Yeah. No. This is uh, all contingent on getting permission from the writers,
1: too. Right. Okay. So if- yes.
2: By the By the way, if if any of you, if Mariana Maciel, Krasikor, or Skillfully would love would like their stories to be read by either Alan or Dead Palette, please, uh, we would like to ask your permission before
1: they do so.
0: Yes. I will not monetize your shit.
1: Right. <laughs> um. I do also want to mention too that. Um, Honestly, if uh, if you were curious about our thoughts on any of the other stories that were entered, uh, please feel free to contact us, and we can um, we can give you some of some of our feedback. We'd be happy to do it because there's a there were a lot of good ones here, and I didn't get a chance to touch on all of them. And uh, believe me, if we could, if we had the time to talk about all of them, we would, but we don't. So.
0: And if I, and if I tell you your story was shitty. Uh, I'm probably just tired of people asking.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we tell you if we, uh, and also if we, if we have anything that's crit- critical to say, it's only because we want to help you improve as a writer. We, we, we see, we're trying to say, here's the things that we as readers thought maybe could be touched up. That's the important thing. You take the good, you take the bad and know that we're doing it because we love you.
0: And something sound in the facts of life.
1: Yeah. Can I... <laughs> Uh, all that said, uh, do we want to? Uh, there was one story I just wanted to give a nod to because uh, people know who know I'm a sucker for ghost stories. I feel like tried to sell me on Old Lady Havers.
2: Oh, um, I, I that was interesting. Um, it just didn't hit me,
1: me as well but, as like some other. Me neither, but I like the idea of the. I like the mythology behind it, and I liked that it felt like just you know a little strange tradition. It wasn't a complete story per se, but it was a neat idea. And I, and I just want to give a nod to that because I, I, do, I do like myths, legends, and ghost stories. Those are the stories that appeal to me. Uh, who did that one?
2: That one was, uh, oh, oh, uh, I'm on the wrong email. Hold is on, it
1: Havers or Havers?
2: Uh, I don't know. I guess it could be pronounced either way. Uh, Danny LeBlanc.
1: Danny LeBlanc. Cool.
2: And then uh, there was actually another one. All of us, I think, brought up at one point, and that was Wet Love,
1: which was the other dolphin story. I was gonna say that we got two fucking dolphin stories in this.
2: <laughs> and that actually was by Morzitha. Oh, it's
1: Zath.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yes, Morzitha. I like I like the other dolphin. I like both dolphin ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the dolphin. It's just,
0: story. it's just weird that we got two dolphin stories. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was, I think that's what kind of threw me off. Uh, Terceops became better when you mentioned that whole background. I'm like, what? What? And then I looked at it. I mean, both, but here's the thing. I read the dolphin story. I'm like, okay. And then later on, it's another dolphin story. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: Wet Love was fun because while not saying too much, it kind of ends with revealing how dolphins are kind of (laughs) dicks. Which is great. But the, I mean, the dolphin was a dick for a good reason
0: yeah no 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 they're shitty animals to be sure yeah
1: well, yeah i you know and it doesn't actually surprise me as i think about because dolphins are like the sexual predators of the ocean so this... jesus it's true dude th- it, this it, podcast it is taking a turn <laughs> i probably should have mentioned this at the beginning but this is not for kids if there are any embryos in the room they should leave
2: Okay, let's announce our first place winner.
1: Our first place winner was my second place, Kayla's second place, and Alan's third place? Yes. Thereby thereby with a combined score of just slightly edging out Motsalon.
2: Jenny by Sakura.
1: Jenny! Does that have anything to do with the Studio Killers song?
2: (laughs) That is a good song, though. (laughs) But one of the cool things is, this is the first time Sakura has ever sent in a story.
1: Well, congratulations, Sakura. <laughs> but the proof is in the pudding, right? Or in this yeah. case, in the Jenny?
2: I never associated sex with love until Jenny.
1: Jenny wasn't the first woman I had sex with. That honor goes to my college roommate, who I got drunk, who, who one got drunk and told me all of the things she wanted to do with me. I agreed, and it was the best sex that I, had ever, that I had experienced. We continued to enjoy each other for the rest of the year, until her father had a stroke, and she dropped out to help her mother care for him.
0: My bed was rarely empty. It was casual sex at its finest, and I felt nothing for them. I enjoyed being with women more and more, mostly because the men tended to be interested only in sticking their dicks into a warm hole
1: um men present is this true <laughs> um I don't
0: no, me a tell, pod. let me tell let me
1: tell you listeners about fucking a watermelon uh,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh so you're gonna tell us about Tsuki again
2: oh god
1: <laughs> that's not what that story is about no I know uh, that but it makes it even worse <laughs> when you think about what was in the watermelon yeah <laughs>
2: And I'm going to be the one to make the uh, obligatory American Pie reference.
0: So I don't, re- I don't remember what the comedian's name was, but the- I remember an insult being used, like someone looks like the kind of guy who knows exactly how long to microwave a
1: cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> What's the obligatory American Pie reference, though, Caleb?
0: <laughs> you know, fucking a pie.
2: That... The movie uh, American Pie is referenced to a character who actually fucks an apple pie because he is told, it's a, some, he asks a guy, oh my god, what does sex feel like? Like fucking an apple pie. And then he sees an apple pie and decides
1: to try it out. What the fuck? This happens in the movie. I've never seen it.
0: This was a very popular movie. I figured. In which a dude
1: fucks a pie. Can't go wrong with the movie where a dude fucks a pie. Okay, what the fuck? And then is
2: this? later on, Eugene Levy catches him.
1: Catches him in the act of fucking the pie. Yep. Great. Great. Cool.
2: Jenny and I met at a bar. She wasn't what I would describe as hot, but there was an aura about her that instantly attracted me. She was intelligent, funny, and easy to talk to. We left the bar together and spent the rest of the night at her apartment talking before exchanging phone numbers. <laughs>
1: I want to ruin our friendship. Two days later, we got together for dinner and went to see a movie. It was so easy to be with her and I felt something that I hadn't felt with anyone else. I cared about her. Sex with her was beautiful, but I just wanted to be in her company.
0: When she told me she had met a guy and that she wanted me to meet him, I wasn't really surprised. I may have loved her, but we'd always agreed that we were both free to date other people. At least she cared enough for me to want my opinion about this guy. When I saw them together, it was obvious that she cared for Carl. I wanted to like him for her sake, but all he wanted to talk about was how great it would be if we could have a threesome. I agreed to it for Jenny, but I was afraid he was going to take her away from me.
2: Jenny's birthday was coming up, and I called Carl to discuss the present I had in mind. Another threesome in a remote location. There's a wooded area with some cabins that are used for the 4-H summer camp. I told him we should see which cabin would be best suited to our plans. Since there was some light snow on the ground, we used this truck, but when we left the marked road, I took over driving as he was unfamiliar with the area. I brought a thermos of hot coffee, and he took the opportunity to drink it
1: was his own fault for trusting someone he didn't know. All it took was one cup of coffee, and he was barely able to hold his own head up. A few zip ties was all it took to secure his wrists to the steering wheel and bind his feet together.
0: I may have failed to mention that the camp was abandoned after the area flooded. Carl told Jenny that he was going out of town for the weekend, ensuring that no one would look for him right away. I had previously left a motorbike there, so I had a way back home, and I left while he was still more or less unconscious.
2: It wasn't until I went back the uh, the next day that, I, that what I had done sunk in. Carl begged me to let him go, but I knew that there was no going back. The second day, it looked like he had tried to amputate his hands to get free, but zip ties are no match for bone. On the third day, he mumbled about not being able to feel his legs and asked me to kill him. I didn't go back anymore since I had a birthday party to plan. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Are zip ties? Okay, are zip ties really that strong?
2: No, I don't think so. Because I've actually seen people, like, use, uh, uh, like, there's actually a trick going around that a girl uses, ties her um, shoes together through a zip tie, and then uses it to break the zip tie open.
1: Well, clearly Carl didn't know that.
2: But then, then again, I don't know. These are pretty damn... I don't...
1: Stupid Carl. <laughs> no one reported has reported finding his body, so I guess I chose a good location. He also chose someone who won a Darwin Award, apparently.
0: Ginny. Ginny. Ginny! Who do I turn to? Ginny uh, started seeing a new guy last week, but... Alibaba.com still says pharmaceuticals, so I'm not worried.
2: <laughs> I like... By
0: the you know, way, we have we have weird sponsorship now on the show.
1: <laughs>
2: alibaba.com.
1: Gilligan's Island.
2: <laughs> A show that hasn't been on for years, but what the hell.
1: Yeah, why not? Sherwood Schwartz knew what he was doing. So, uh, I like this story because I love how callous our narrator becomes by the end I- of it.
2: I completely agree. I like how, like, she just, it's just an evil human being. Like, or, like, there's just, like, lacks feeling, and it's just, but, and the writing suits that so well.
1: It really does. Like, I just, yeah, I just, uh, the, the blasé way in which our narrator describes how, what she did to Carl is... Very satisfying for this for this setup. Just like, yeah, i am just like not even like freaking out, just like, yeah, I'm gonna do what it takes to make sure that no one gets between me and Jenny.
2: The funny part is, um uh and, and one of my favorite uh not one of my favorite, but a really good uh book that I read called Lesson Zero by Brett Easton Ellis does the same trick where it 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 it's I don't want to say it's monotone, but the characters are very blase to give this feel of like but and yet they do this like crazy shit basically to show that um uh like these like these crazy things don't bother them because they're so accustomed to it. And I like that this is probably not this isn't something that she hasn't done before. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least if this maybe this is her looking back on it, and she's done this many times now, and now looked on it with a blasé attitude. Yeah, less than zero. It's pretty good. Don't watch the movie. The movie. Okay.
1: Uh, I'll read the book sometime. Uh. Um... Whoa! Whoa! Hold the phone. What?
0: We're gonna come out the gate talking shit on the movie, less than zero.
2: <laughs> okay, I will admit. That um, Robert Downey Jr. is great in that, but the movie itself is kind of just compared to the book. It's a little too Hollywood goody two shoes.
0: Ah man, that is straight up. <laughs> I, I, I was I called this movie the uh, Age of Ultron uh, prequel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It, well, because here's the thing, uh, Brett Easton Ellis also wrote another book, which I'm actually currently reading, called American Psycho. Yep. So, which, from what I've to- been told, the movie adaptation is amazing.
0: Oh, it's very good. I uh, I have an insane fan theory about that movie that I know is not true, it's just my head canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, may do a video about it recently. My, my insane fan theory is that Patrick Bateman uh, is Bruce Wayne from an alternate universe in which his parents weren't killed.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's actually not a bad theory. Mm.
0: And the, the uh, smoking gun in this theory is the fact that his last name is one letter away from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: approve of this theory. So yeah. Thank you everybody who um uh sent in their stories. We received so many and they were all great to read. I was very impressed. I like I, I haven't been able to read the other stories before. So and they kept saying, No no no, they're actually really these people are actually really good writers and they were not kidding.
1: Nope. They weren't kidding at all. This was some good shit. Well done, everyone. Congratulations. Y'all keep,
0: y'all, keep, y'all keep raising the bar with these contests. No stop joke.
1: Stop it. Stop. No, don't stop. Actually, continue. This is great. Um, stop. Now, faster? Stop. <laughs> Hammer time. <laughs> okay, terrible. Take a lap.
0: Aw. Yeah. <laughs> Take some bitterly. Stop some bitly.
1: Uh
2: So okay, this... This has made my uh, three-year anniversary with David much better.
1: Has it really, though?
2: Shut up, David. I
1: love you, David. Just kidding. I love
2: you so much, David. I love you with all my heart.
1: Oh, I love you, too. Mm -hmm. I told you we were going to go out on a sappy note here, so uh, now's as good a time as any. And everybody... Uh, um, keep yours to I the mean, ground. There's probably there's one other person. There's only one person in our collective who hasn't helmed the contest yet, and that is Slimebase.
0: There you see her sitting there across the way. Actually, it's me. She don't got a lot to say, but there's something about her. So Actually, tuned, I do
1: talk quite a bit.
2: So, <laughs> and also, I love you, Alan. You're
1: my,
2: oh. you, you're my favorite honorary brother for now.
0: Thank you? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.